right, people, welcome back to another episode of Culturalism. This is episode number six. I told you guys I was going to be more consistent with these. So here we are, episode six this week. Today is Monday, about to be Tuesday because this is like at, uh, 11 o'clock at night. So Tuesday, we'll say the 27th of April. We are literally four days away from the show. Um, I could not be more excited. Uh, it feels like I haven't been on stage in forever. I'm just excited to go through this whole fucking process of getting tanned, getting my numbers at check-in, getting the second coat of tan the day of the show, carbon up, getting a pump backstage and walk it on, on the line, man. It feels like forever, especially with last year. Uh, a lot of shows got canceled, so I didn't. Uh, like we talked about last week, I didn't get able to uh, compete last year, so kind of missed out. I think last uh, year in the shutdowns was kind of a blessing in disguise for me. Uh, I don't think I was ready to uh, compete in any form of fashion um, on any stage, to be honest. We had so much ground to make up in terms of building my physique, so I think the extra year... Uh, and a little bit more, actually, uh, to, you know, just take our time with building my physique and recomp my whole entire body was a uh, was a really, really, really uh, crucial step into this prep. The show is Saturday, May 1st, um, if you guys don't know. So we're in the physique category. I bought everything last night, so my bank account is really fucking hurting right now. <laughs> Not really, but... Just wanted you guys to know that if you are thinking about competing, uh, it's not fucking cheap. So it's really up to you uh, in terms of if you want to compete. But I always tell people, don't compete unless you have your finances right. Because the stage will always be there. Um, we always say, my coach and my friends, uh, we always say to you know take care of life first. Because the stage will always be there. Um, you know, you might miss out on opportunities um, in terms of your personal life with your family, your friends, or your loved ones. Um, but the stage is always going to be there, and that's always something you can put on the back burner. Um, and it's it makes no sense for you to put yourself in a financial, I guess, hole, I would say, um, just because you want to compete. Um, it's obviously um, something that I... You know, I always tell people to try if they are interested. But if you guys don't have, you know, the financial stability right now, or when you do, you know, make that decision or are trying to make the decision of competing, if you don't have the financial stability, I don't think it's a good idea to, uh, you know, go ahead through with your prep because this shit is expensive, like I said. So I just want to break down the... I guess expenses for you guys that you guys might not even think about. So in terms of prep, if you have any sense, you will have a coach. Uh, your coach obviously is going to vary depending on their price range. Um, if you get a really, really, really well-renowned um, coach in the industry, looking around 300 plus per month, my coach is only 125 in season and then $100 <laughs> The, uh, in the off season, 
So um, do your research. Um, there's a coach to fit your, you know, philosophy behind training and dieting and just bodybuilding in general. So I wouldn't just do a Google search of or, you know, like a scroll through of Instagram and get on with the first coach you see because later on down the road, they might not be the person that you thought they were. You might not like how they, um, you know, set up your preps, how they set up your diets. If they do, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting, or if they have like a set number of macro goals for you to hit throughout the day. So just try to dip your hand into as many um, coaches as you can. Um, Reach out to them. Just follow them, you know, see who their clients are, see who they're training, see um, what their body of work is like. So it's going to show with their athletes if they, um, if their athletes are, you know, putting in 100% with everything, it's obviously going to show. But if that coach has no fucking idea and is charging you like $300 plus per month and their people that they have under them don't look like they have any sort of um, resemblance of a bodybuilder, physique competitor, or even a bikini, wellness, whoever, um, if they don't look like what you want to look like, it's probably not the right coach for you. It's probably just going to be a waste of money. So first thing is your coach. Like I said, it's going to depend, but uh, we'll say $100 to $300 uh, just to like have a range. The second thing, uh, your NPC card, your registration. So if you guys don't know, you have to register through the NPC or whatever um, organization you do. Uh, if you do the NPC, it's like $135 for the whole year. It's just a one-time fee, and you basically can do uh, all the shows in that whole year. I think they expire, the like the membership cards expire like on December 31st, and then you just renew each year. Um, and yes, when you are a pro, you do have to renew uh, each year. I think it's like 200 bucks um, from what I've seen and what I think I remember. So, NPC card 135. Now, let's get into... Uh, the actual show. So whatever show you do, you have to obviously register for your entry fees. Your entry fees, uh, I've seen classes go from like 140 uh, all the way down to like 120. I think is like the lowest I've seen. The show, the Pittsburgh that I'm doing, uh, each class that I signed up for was uh, 120. Some shows will have like a late fee um, and like a cutoff deadline to where if you miss it, it's extra. So I think I, the show I was planning on doing before the Pittsburgh was like the late fee was like 180 at check-ins. So it, it can get expensive, man. Um, especially if you do crossover divisions. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, that's basically, I uh, say, uh, I'm competing in men's physique and then I want to do men's classic physique. Um, and then you could do, Men's physique novice, men's physique uh, open class, and then you could obviously do a classic physique novice and a classic physique open class. So that's a lot of money uh, just right there on your registration fees. Uh, so I would always say always do the open. That's where the most competition is. Um, everybody um, comes for the open, I think. Um, not to say that there aren't good competition in the novice but everybody's there to win that open class um, and go on and try and win the overall. So always do the open. Um, 
if you just want more time on stage to show your body of work um, and what you've done throughout your prep, um, if you got the cash, uh, obviously go ahead and sign up for as many you know classes as you want. So right there, uh, we're talking like 120 to almost 480. So almost 500 bucks. So just in entry fees. And then the next most important part uh, is your tan. Uh, it depends on what company is doing the venue. Um, Olympia tan, I think is doing the Pittsburgh. So I'd paid 150, I think. So that's an that's another 150. And that's that covers both of the coach uh, you get so your two base coats the day before, and then your bronzer coat uh, the day of the show. So together, let's add this up. Got my calculator out. Let's say your coach is like mid-range, so like 250 per month. And then we'll add your 135 registration fee for your MPC card. And then let's say you want to do two classes um, at like, we'll just say you do an open and a novice at 120 per class. And then your tan. Uh, I don't think I've seen a tan more than 150, just to um, put that out there. So all of those things combined, um, those are just to do the show. If you guys are doing a local show, um, you could probably just drive to the event. But if you guys are traveling from state to state, that doesn't include you know your Airbnb, uh, your hotel, uh, your transportation to and from the show. If you, I don't know if, uh, if people Uber um, to and from the shows, but you could possibly have to end up Ubering from your hotel or wherever you're staying to get uh, to the show. So $775 is what that came out to before hotel um, transportation and then your food as well uh, during that whole weekend. So you're looking at, I would say, almost over a thousand bucks for just one show. So like I said, if you guys aren't, you know, financially stable, this is not for you. I'm not telling you that to, you know, scare you or deter you from trying to compete. Just know this shit is expensive. And when I see people do multiple shows throughout the, um, you know, competitive season, uh, just to get a third place or a fourth place or anything less than a first call out, it makes no fucking sense to me. I can only afford to do one show per year and I don't plan on fucking losing these shows. So just be smart, guys. Um, bodybuilding is always going to be here. The stage is always going to be here. Um, so don't try and rush into it. So hopefully that gave you some insight um, on just the expenses to get into the bodybuilding show, uh, the bodybuilding world, I guess you could say. But there's no shame, like I said, if you don't have the funds to compete. There's no shame in just living the lifestyle. Um, bodybuilding is a whole process. The stage um, and competing aspect is just a small part. It, it really boils down to living lifestyle as consistently as possible throughout the year and being as consistent with training recovery and your diet um, all three go hand in hand i know people that say you can slack off on the diet and make up for it with training and recovery and vice versa the other two ways but the more consistent you are in all three areas of 
of those things, the more better foundation you're going to lay for yourself when you do decide to compete. Don't rush into this shit. It's always going to be here. If there's anything you take away from this first part, um, I'm going to keep harping on it. Just fucking take your time. This shit is not a sprint, man. If you try to get as far as possible in the shortest amount of time, you're not going to be in this fucking game too long, dude. Um, and then we, you know, we can go into, you know, PED use and other compounds, but take your time with it, man. It's, it's kind of annoying for me to see people, um, not have any background in fitness and then jump on some shit and, you know, magically they know everything about bodybuilding when they, you know, were fat fuck like two years ago. So take your time. Uh, this is a marathon. If you, like I said, are going as fast as possible, um, you're probably not going to be in the sport long um, in terms of health-wise. So so now that we got that out of the way, I just want to talk about you know bodybuilding just as a whole. Competing is a small part of bodybuilding. The actual, you know, stepping on stage and, you know, getting the trophy and, and getting your tan and whatever um, goes throughout that whole weekend or whenever the show is. It's a very small part of bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is literally, to boil it down into the most simplest thing to explain to you guys, bodybuilding is being as consistent as possible with your diet, with your training, and with your recovery. If you did it over a long span of time, I'm talking about fucking years, I'm not talking about one week, I'm not talking about one month, I'm not talking about a couple of months, I'm talking about five, ten years of this shit. If you're consistent as fuck in all three areas of bodybuilding, more specifically and most importantly, your recovery, you are going to excel in this fucking sport. So when you try to come on my page or go on somebody else's page and glorify bodybuilding as a process, as a lifestyle, it's really not. There's is the most monotonous sport you could possibly fucking do. It's also the easiest sport you can possibly fucking do. The reason why more people don't fucking do it is because they think bodybuilding is only activated, I guess you could say, when you're in the gym and then when you leave the gym. People think you only bodybuild from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. People think you only bodybuild when you walk in the gym and start your set, And then when you walk out of the gym, people don't understand that it's a 24-hour process. It's not a one- to two-hour thing. The two-hour bodybuilders are separated from the 24-hour bodybuilders. And it's so easily seen when somebody is doing the things they need to do throughout those 24 hours. So I know what you're probably thinking. What do you mean, man? What do you mean that bodybuilding is 24 hours? Well, like I said, this sport is simple. If you go to the gym for two hours, you know, you go hard or think you're going hard. You go out after, you eat a pizza, you go out, get some drinks with your buddies, get fucked up, and you do that the next day. Let's say it's a Friday, so you do it Saturday. You're in the same place on Saturday. You wake up Sunday, 
you're fucked up, you're hungover, you got to go to work, you're probably not making the best decisions with food that day, it gets late, you order out another pizza, you get off of work on Friday, you go to the gym, you go hard. So out of 72 to 96 hours, you put in four hours of work, that's going to get exposed, man. It's going to get exposed and you're going to be stuck in a fucking everlasting cycle of you just spinning your wheels. You're going to be stuck in the same weight. You're going to be stuck in the same size jeans and shirts that you've always worn. And when you tell me I'm trying to get like you, and when you tell me I motivate you, no, I don't. Because if you're motivated already and you wanted to be like me, you would already do the things that I'm doing. And you would do them harder and better than I have. It fucking grinds my gears to see people staying in the same place. I've joined my gym in October. And these people that I see are still the same fucking size. They're still lifting the same weights. They're still holding on to the treadmill while they are walking. And they wonder why they're not losing weight. They're still on their phones texting, they're swiping on Instagram, swiping on Tinder, playing fucking mobile games on their phone during their sets, and they wonder why they haven't lost five pounds in a month. You could easily lose five pounds in two weeks, let alone a month. I lost five pounds this week. So if you really wanted to change your life, get like me, bro. I, that's, I fucking hate when people tell me that. Oh, I'm trying to get like you, bro. I'm trying to get on your level. Man, I ain't shit, dude. Be better than me. This shit is so simple. If you wanted it as bad as you say you do, you would already have it. And if you need motivation for anything in life, not just bodybuilding, if you need motivation for any of those things, then you shouldn't be fucking doing it. Because the moment you say, I don't think this is for me, or you have that one instance of doubt, this shit is not for you. It's the difference between invested and interested. If you're interested in bodybuilding, it will show. But if you are invested, people will fucking know and you don't have to post every fucking day on social media. So that's what I wanted to get across to you guys. Just be a 24-hour bodybuilder. Just live the lifestyle. Don't just go into the gym for two hours. I know people say, oh, we're on different tracks of life. Uh, my schedule is different than yours. I'm I'm not here to argue that. I, there are people that have different circumstances with what they can do in terms of their diet throughout the day, when they can go to the gym. Hey, if you can only go to the gym three times a week, four times a week, there's no shame in that. That's better than going to the fucking bar three times a week. It's wasting your fucking money, 100 bucks a night. That's better than nothing. So what I'm trying to say, you don't have to go as hardcore as I do because it's not for everybody. I'm always... A big advocate of fitness. If you are trying to make a change, I can't knock you. But when you are really not putting forth any effort, and then I see that in terms of like you following me, in terms of you in the gym lifting the same weights, if I see that you're not putting any effort, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to reply to your to your DMs. I'm not going to give you any help until you figure it out in yourself that um, the problem is not other people and, and your inability to 
follow directions from a coach or what a diet plan or training program you find online. It's your ability to stick to it consistently. So that's when I get really pissed off is when people try to project their failures onto other people. When the real problem is that they can't gather themselves and put themselves in the right state of mind to just say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to stop doing this until I get to where I want to go. And that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about sheer fucking will, man. I started my clothing company based on that premise of sheer fucking will. You have to have so much mental fortitude to keep going through whatever you're going through. Whatever it is, man, if you don't have the mental fortitude and the sheer fucking will to keep going no matter what, it's not for you. Like I said before, if you need any motivation to do anything in life, you don't really want it bad enough. You shouldn't need motivation to do the things you want to do. It's a privilege to bodybuild. It's a privilege to go to the gym for two hours a day. There's people who don't even have a fucking gym, and they're making gyms out of rocks. They're making dumbbells out of cement and fucking bamboo and steel iron rods and squatting car axles, and you're still making excuses for why you can't lose five pounds in a month. So that's where I want to leave you guys with this podcast. Um, you can obviously tell that I have very little patience because of the food uh, or the lack of food that I'm eating. But this will probably be the last podcast before the show. I'm going to get on my uh, my boy Nelson's um, podcast, uh, Thoughts from the Treetop, um, post-show. So I will put a link in my social media when that one goes live, we're still trying to find a time. Um, and that one, that's just going to go through the whole show process. Um, who knows where we're going to end up. But I'm very confident um, in what I have right now. My coach is very confident. A uh, quick story before we go. So I was supposed to take my diuretic pills starting two weeks ago. And my coach has been thinking that I've already um, took these pills. So basically a diuretic pill just helps flush the excess water you're holding on to that's going to bring out more definition and all that other shit and i've been getting tighter and tighter without these pills and i have four fucking days before the show and my coach is like dude if you have been doing this without these pills then we we are really going to assert your dominance on saturday so that's a fun little story for you guys so i probably won't tell anybody that um until after the show but thank you guys for tuning in today, tonight, or whenever it is when you're listening to this. I will see you guys in the next one, and hopefully we come out on top. Or I shouldn't say hopefully because hope is a bad strategy. We are going to come out on top um, in this show, and I am looking forward to coming back and uh, talking shop with Nelson and uh, just going through the process with you guys. So I'll see you guys in the next one. Jane, Mary Jane, I don't like you, Mary Jane, with the gang, OT gang, 40 deep, we sliding, nigga, what's the info, ayy, ayy, what's your info, ayy.